Barb wants to know how the llama in the front yard is. It's a little cold, but I appreciated it. So, we thought for this episode of the podcast that we would do a Facebook Live and take like live questions or have live conversations. There were just a couple of things that we really didn't get to um, in the episode that we released uh, two weeks ago. And so, um, and I did have a couple of people send me something on Instagram and I left my phone at home and um, I can't remember my password to the preacher chick Instagram account because I just automatically can connect to it on my phone. So I can't even log in on my desktop to see it. We're ready if you have anything you want us to talk about. I I think in the last episode for sure we did talk about the question that was asked about how pastors' wives are usually expected to serve. Didn't we talk about that? And they wanted to yes. know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really wish I could remember. Oh, I did have somebody, which I think we pretty much kind of covered on the last one, but somebody did say that they wanted to hear about what it's like. You talked about being supportive and you talked about, um, what, you know, like what we deal with as far as people assuming you're the pastor and not me, but we have, we had somebody that wanted to know what it's like to be the spouse of a pastor, like what it's like to be the husband of a pastor specifically? Uh, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, it's it's nothing. I there's nothing weird or different about it. I'm just to you. It's just yeah. I'm just like the, I have a job and just the spouse of the pastor happens to be a reversed role, but I'm just the spouse of the pastor. But the llama was a nice touch this morning, Barb. You surprised us. We were expecting a couple of deliveries today, and I saw somebody on the sidewalk, and I told Donnie, I said, oh, I think we've got a delivery. And he pulled the curtain back, and he goes, who's making a delivery this early? And, and he described your car, and I was like, what? I, that's weird. And then he opened the front door, I guess, as you were pulling away, and he said, kind of car does Barb drive? Does she drive? And he described it and I said, yeah, that's her new car. And he was like, it's Barb. And then he went outside and he came back and he said, you got to come out here and look at this. <laughs> nice touch. So it's leaning up against the porch where you left him. And that's where you'll stay. We did try to stick him in the ground, but you're right. The ground was too hard. He would not go into the ground. Well, so when I have guests on the podcast, um, we normally talk about what they're reading, what they're listening to, favorite uh, scripture or favorite worship song. And I know some of those are like not necessarily. Well, um, we I think we covered the podcast. Mm, I don't think we did. did I we think didn't? we we so we were recording and then got d almost done and realized that the um, app had stopped recording, and I think that's where it stopped. So I just cut that part off because it only we only recorded just a few seconds. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. So my podcast I'm listening to. We'll go over the list again. 
my two favorites are Unashamed with Phil, Jace, and Alan Robertson. And then I just started listening to Duck Call Room, which is Cy Robinson. And uh, I really enjoy those two. They they uh, talk about uh, growing up and the family and things they did. And uh, th- you re- usually wrap it up with a with a Bible verse and, and Bible studying, but they're pretty funny. Then I go on to, uh, I got Matthew West podcast I listen to that I really enjoy. Uh, of course, The Preacher Chick is one that uh, I enjoy. And then you have my, probably what my wife would say are my uh, my crazy ones. I never which said is, crazy ones. <laughs> which is Sasquatch Chronicles and uh, Bigfoot and Beyond. I really, really enjoy my, uh, my Bigfoot uh, podcast. And one serious one I forgot to mention was Legacy Dads. Which that uh, one I think you did kind of mention when we were talking about what you, you feel like feel, God is yeah. stirring in you to begin. Right. But you didn't really go into it. Uh, it's with a gentleman named Lance and Dante. And they just, it basically they talk about um, what it means are, they're, I guess, te- talking and teaching you how to uh, be a better man, a better husband, better Christian, you know, better father, things you can do. It's uh it's it's pretty interesting. So those are the uh those are the podcasts that I'm listening to. So it's it, their explanation on their website is uh real men with authentic faith. Uh Legacy Dads is a community of Christian men focusing on issues such as marriage, parenting and leadership. We equip men who are trying to balance faith, modern lives, and leading our families to a lasting legacy. And not that it matters, but just curious, do they talk about, like, where they're, like, are they evangelical? Are they more uh, uh, I don't, Lutheran? Uh, I'm not, not that it matters. I'm just curious. I don't think they really um, have, have said that, or at least... I haven't picked it up, so I uh, uh, listen to it quite a bit at work. And when he listens to podcasts and he finds one that he likes, you know, like most people just find one that they like and just jump into it. Donnie goes back to the very first episode and listens to every single one all the way through. So if he hasn't heard it yet, they must not be talking about it. <laughs> I do know... Um... I'm horrible. I'm I'm horrible with names, so I can't remember uh, which one is which. But uh, I do I do know that one of them is ex-military, and if I remember correctly, uh, I think he's in Arizona. So they don't. They're not even in the same community. No, are they? I, I don't think so because I know. Uh, I think it's. I think it's Dante. He. Evidently, I think lives in the Chicago area because a few times in the last couple episodes, which I'm about a year, year and a half behind, <laughs> I guess about a year See? because he, he's been talking about the winners in Chicago. So, but I do know one of them started off in, um, I'm wanting to say, I think it was the state of Washington and they do a, uh, he started a men's ministry that just 
blew up and, and expanded because I know he's mentioned a few times they have since moved to I'm I'm wanting to say uh, maybe the Maryland area New England area somewhere because he's talked about how they had to move across the country and now I think he I, I want to say he's the one that might be in Arizona now but uh, I they they have made me sit down and really think about the direction of my ministry of what I want to do. And uh, it's it's been enjoyable. I've really enjoyed it. There you go. Legacy dads. They're not as funny and as entertaining as the Robertsons, though. <laughs> or Bobo. Or, or, yeah, yeah, Bobo on, uh, on Bigfoot. Sasquatch. Yeah. Oh, is it? No, it's, it's Bigfoot and Beyond. Bigfoot and Beyond. Y'all. He's also, uh, to any of my Bigfoot fans out there, he was also uh, one of the guys on Finding Bigfoot. On the Discovery Channel? Yes. Or Travel Channel or whatever that was? I think that was Discovery. So, so okay, let's continue the Bigfoot conversation. So, in the last couple of weeks, Oklahoma, where there are lots of sightings, supposedly. Yes, yes. And More, when we uh, were there this summer, he was wearing his, one of his Bigfoot t-shirts and one of the ladies at, oh, Bubba, Donnie, we should do a Bigfoot <laughs> podcast together. I love you, Bubba. Um, but he, if you follow me or him at all this summer, you would have seen that we shared that we stopped to get gas. Um, yes. I wish I could remember the main route, but it's between uh, Bartlesville and Pawhuska. It's the main, it's the, the main way you're going to get from Bartlesville to Pawhuska. Um, there was a gas station that we stopped at, and everybody got drinks, and he came out and was so excited because the lady that worked there, her mom and, and her, her sister. sister, have seen Bigfoot on that stretch of the highway, highway that yes. we were on. I didn't get to see him, but they did. So, um, but um, one of the representatives or one of the senators? I think it was a senator. From Oklahoma has introduced a bill in the state that is just waiting to be passed. We love you too, Bubba. And um, this bill will actually create a Bigfoot hunting season. And I laughed so hard reading. No, no, listen, this is like the real deal. And here's what he said. He said it's not that he believes in Bigfoot or doesn't believe in Bigfoot, but right. there's a lot of people who do. Um, and the 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 bill in the season is a no kill. It's just a catch. Trap. Uh, yeah. To, to trap, trap and catch him or her um, so that they're, they can study them, basically. Um, so, and, and he's already said, and I even told Donnie before I read the whole thing, I said, if they can figure out a way to get money, they're gonna. And the guy said, people have already said, if this passes, I'm going to buy a permit simply to frame and hang on my wall. I will purchase, I don't care the price, I will purchase a Bigfoot tag. Oh, Lordy. And if I can get to go out there and actually use it, I will go. And here's the thing. I don't want to go Bigfoot hunting at all. But if he's going to go to Oklahoma and go Bigfoot hunting, I'm going to Oklahoma and going back to Pawhuska. And I'll just spend the whole time... In Pawhuska, eating at the many Pioneer Woman options that 
are there. Marsha said, leave Bigfoot alone. She doesn't know any better. <laughs> Somebody. But Marsha, we can go and we can just hang out in Pawhuska. We can go to the Merc. We can go to P-Town. We can go and just, we can do our own thing while they do their weirdo thing. Somebody has to catch one to prove to everybody that doesn't believe that he is real. He, Why can't I be that guy? He was showing me, was it on TikTok the other day? A video of... Yes. A video of one. <laughs> Bubba said ministers retreat. <laughs> I'm with you, Bubba. Uh, there is an AG church in Pawhuska. Yes, there uh, is. We, we saw it when we were on our way from the Mercantile to uh, the, the Drummond Lodge. We passed it. Um, anyway, but he was showing me a video on TikTok. And, you know, if it's on TikTok, then it must be true, right? And so um, there was, he's showing me, he's like, look, they found one. Y'all, it looked like a dude with a wig on. Like, you, it was like, here's the top of the head and here's where the fur began. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Like, you would be able to, so, oh, mom wants to, mom, that, oh, not to hunt for Bigfoot. That is the answer I expect from a non-believer. Well, I'm just not persuaded. That's all. That's all. So, um, what, uh, I mean, uh, where there was two videos you said of recent sightings that you say were very, you should, I don't know if you can pull them up or not where oh, they could know. see it on here. I don't you know don't, how because I don't follow He doesn't them. save or follow or like or do anything on TikTok. And if you don't do any of those things, you never like see the same thing again. So uh, you might want to turn that down, though. I did. Anyway, Bubba, ye of little faith. It's not that I have little faith. He may be real. Bigfoot may be real. There may be a Bigfoot mama and a Bigfoot daddy and a Bigfoot baby somewhere. Um, well, there's, more than, I'm just, there's more than one family. I'm just not convinced by the things that he shows me <laughs> that those are real creatures. Listen, we didn't share this. A couple of years ago, we had... Uh, a missionary um, who happens to be with Project Rescue, who our church is doing a special offering for this weekend. Shameless plug. Um, but she was here, and this joker and another guy here in our congregation went and got an empty candy bucket from the kids from Kids Church and made a sign and taped it to the front of the bucket that they were accepting donations for their missions trip to the Unreached Creature Group. They, and they, they need to hear about Jesus, too. And they brought their bucket to our missionary guest <laughs> and showed her that they were raising money for a missions trip. <laughs> anyway. I think she was on board. Maybe. Maybe. I was on board. Uh, I was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Made me giggle. Um, but I just, yeah, the stuff that I've seen, the videos I've seen, um, to me, they just look too much like somebody in a really bad ghillie suit. That's all. All right. Now I'm tired of you tearing Bigfoot down. What do you want to talk about next? <laughs> I don't know. Do we have any, any other questions or comments? Um, well, what are you reading in the Bible right now? Okay, in the Bible, of course, I'm reading my uh, 
I'm reading my uh, Read the Bible in a Year, plus I do another one, and I listen to it, but it's the Bible in a Year. So you're doing two plans Bibles that take you year. through the Bible in a year? Yeah, two, two different ones. Are they in the same places? Uh, yeah. Well, no, 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 most no. Of, most, I'm sorry. No, they're not. Most annual reading plans kind of follow the same. <laughs> Bubba, I can see the disappointment on Don's face. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm sorry. reading those two. And I started a new men's one called Soul Con, Soul Con Challenge. These are in the Bible app if you are... Um, Thanks, Charlie. It says, put down your fork, pick up your cross. Charlie said, sorry, Donnie. I agree with Stacy on this one. Well. Thanks. Thanks, bud. You know, Charlie's from the crazy side of my family, so he (laughs) Mom says, follow your passion, Donnie. Thank you. (laughs) Of Of all my cousins I thought would be on my side, I thought it would be Charlie. He's too smart. So, yeah. I'm doing that one. Um, I just... Nope, that's not what I want to do. I just finished uh, Transformed Seven Pillars of a Legacy-Minded Dad, which was was pretty good. Legacy-Minded Man. I mean, man. I'm sorry. I was thinking Legacy Dads again. Legacy-Minded Men. Man. Um, So, since, since I have felt... That uh, we need to build or to start or start doing again because we have a men's ministry here. I've really been focusing more on reading about uh, you know men's ministry. So, but then we're doing one as a church. Yes, and you're reading along with that. It's actually from 2020. In 2020, there was a, a big evangelistic movement called Go 2020, and COVID kind of messed that up in a lot of ways. Um, but as a congregation this last, this past week, we started week one of go 2020 engage. Um, and we're, we're memorizing Hebrews, uh, four, 14 through 16. I think so. Hebrews four, yes. 14 through 16. Um, I don't have it completely memorized yet, but it is the, um, that so since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. And, and then each day, basically, there's a thought-provoking kind of a thing. And then if you use the Bible app, which I, I love using the Bible app. If you use the Bible app, you can do reading plans in groups. And it, it gives you, like, the devotion, if there's a devotion, your scriptures when, uh, to read. And then the last step is a place where you and everybody who's doing it with you can share their thoughts on it. So, um I like doing that, and I think uh, a lot of people in our congregation enjoy doing it, so, um, yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm listening to and uh, reading right now. So, um, okay, I'm going to ask this. What What is your favorite worship song? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh well, they're probably not considered worship songs. Okay, well, what's your Anything favorite? by Matthew West. We love Matthew West. We talked about that. Um, this podcast, close? you guys, you need to listen to the Matthew yeah. West podcast. If nothing else, before you t- before you finish the first episode, you'll be singing his theme song. 
a close second, and you know what? I might even enjoy them more than Matthew West mm. is for King and Country. Yeah. Donnie hates concerts. Donnie doesn't like to do that stuff. But we've probably seen Matthew West between seeing him on his own and then with like Winter Jam. We've probably seen him what twenty times. Probably yeah. Um, and then uh, so like if Matthew West is around, it's kind of a no brainer that we're going to try to go. Yep. But then the next one is for King and Country. He doesn't. And he's got. He's alive. Well, you know Kevin's talking about Bigfoot. He's alive. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, I think we're going to do the virtual. Are we going to do that? We Matthew need to get West. our tickets. Yes. Have you seen that? He's doing a Math West. What is it called? The West Love Fest. I think so. <laughs> so at Christmas time, he did uh, virtual concerts, and he's doing them again this this next weekend. For Valentine's Day. And you can get a virtual ticket for like anybody that wants to come to your house. It's like 20 or 20, 25 bucks 25, for your family or inviting your friends over. And so then you just watch it on your TV screen. And um, you can even do other passes that you can do like VIP where you get like video conferencing, I think, with him before it starts or special merchandise or something yeah. like that. But anyway, I think he said it's called... The West Love Fest. I don't know. You texted that to me, didn't you? Yeah, we need to get that set up if you haven't. We, you, two of your favorites too, Bubba. Yeah. Um, for King and Country puts on one of the best shows. And it's, but it's not just, and I, I'm saying it that way, but it's not just a show. It's not just entertainment. They really do ministry. Yeah. But their talents and their gifts, and, and what's really cool if you learn anything about them is that, there are their family is huge first of all the smallbone family is huge and a lot of their family is part of their their road team yeah matthew west west love fest <laughs> that just makes me giggle but it's valentine's weekend and you can get tickets um so they, tickets run anywhere from 20 to, to about 295 dollars. but that changes what you get like yes the cheap tickets are just the house party ticket. Then you get the house party gift ticket, backstage VIP, which is giving you like free show or a pre-show. Um, the love cool stuff package, which <laughs> comes with a, a the truth be told journal, a T-shirt, um, and then there's the all-in package, which gives you everything that you could buy tickets for. Anyway, um, but. But did you know, so if you are my age, around my age, my generation, you grew up in the 80s and 90s, um, Rebecca St. James was a, a contemporary Christian uh, singer. She's actually their sister. If you did, I don't, don't know if you knew that, but she's actually their sister. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you should totally listen to Matthew West. Yep, that was a good one. Um, there's also hockey, so notifications keep coming up on the phone, and I think it's killing him. Well, but no, the Blues aren't not playing the Blues. tonight. They played earlier. But did they win? No. They were embarrassed. This is something else you have to understand, that in my house during hockey season, life kind of stops. Not for me. I enjoy hockey, but I like if I get to go to a hockey game. I'm not one to just sit and watch a sport. Yeah. Um, I can kind of do that with hockey and baseball, but not really. But when I'm there, I'm all in. I really enjoy it. But for him, it doesn't matter who's playing. If there's a game on, 
it's on the TV. And this year's kind of stinking for him. Well, last year and this year. Yeah. So, thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Anybody else have any questions? I think the delay on the Facebook one is really, really long. You saw, Kathy saw for King and Country this summer. They are really, really spectacular. Yeah, the last I time, like them. The last time we saw them was their Christmas concert with Lauren Daigle. Uh, yeah, and then they had a... Uh, oh, they did a virtual one. They did a watched. live They did a live on Facebook uh, last month. Mm -hmm. I guess it was last month. It was real good, too. I, it was I a Wednesday it. night because we came home from church and you yeah. and Colby had watched it. Yep. Oh, they're really, really good. They're really good. Uh, several years ago, how gosh, gosh, it was a long time ago, like seven years ago maybe, they did our um, youth convention. Yes. But that was when Luke, no, yes, that was when Luke was really, really sick. He's the one with the long curly hair. That was when he was really sick. And so, like, they did the, the concert portion for our youth convention and then um, – uh, only Joel stayed yeah. around to do like a meet and greet. How are the Blues going to do this year, Donnie? Kathy wants to know. Kathy probably has just as good of an idea as Donnie does because right. Kathy and Donnie, they can carry their own when it comes to Blues hockey. Uh, I, I think they're going to do okay. Um, so far this year, they've uh, they've had some really good games and some really bad games. So their inconsistency is hurting them. But uh, if they can get that under control, I think they'll do all right. I'm really enjoying... Uh, I didn't think I would like the new brackets they've done uh, because of the COVID and, and uh, travel restrictions. They've got like the Canadian League and then they got the East and the West and the Central. And they moved the Blues over to the West League, which means a lot of their games are late at night, so I don't get to watch them because I get up early for work. But uh, I do really enjoy the uh, how they're doing the series now. So, like instead of like instead of doing one game in Phoenix, they played two games in Phoenix. So they played one night, had a night off, played another night. I think that kind of helps build rivalries, and, and the second game is is better than the first game kind of thing. So I'm really enjoying that part. And I know Colorado and Minnesota are on COVID lockdown right now. So Arizona and St. Louis couldn't go play them. So they're actually playing another second series against Arizona. So we're playing four games in a row against Arizona. And like I said, the first game was good. We beat them. We actually stomped them pretty good. And then the next two games, we've lost to them, but they've been, they've been good. There's been fights, and, and which is part of hockey I really enjoy is the roughness of it. But the physical part seems to grow with each game. So I, I'm enjoying that part. But, yeah, I think they'll do all right. I think Kathy's right. She said, I like the series, too. It has to be cost-saving. That's We were kind of talking about... Yeah. Just that it, it makes more sense for them to do it this way. Plus, it gives fans more of an opportunity to, like Donnie said, to to build in and to enjoy the rivalry part of of games. You know, like with baseball, you have two to four game homestands. You know, and 
um, that really helps. Like there's quite the rivalry between St. Louis and Pittsburgh. When you're talking about baseball, St. Louis, Louis Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Chicago, St. Louis, Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, you know, I don't think it's quite the same in hockey just because you play every single team and it's constantly changing. And um, so this year does kind of give that. But but will these lockdowns, do you think, will those have negative or adverse effects to how they do and how they figure playoff stuff with how many games need to be played and teams playing each other the way they've got? Because if you don't know about hockey, then like it used to be before COVID, you didn't really have divisions like well, not you, like not like what they're doing right now. Yeah, you. I mean, you had you had your four divisions. Yeah, but it and wasn't. And then you had your two conferences. So most of your games were played in your conference between those two divisions, and then you only played a couple games against the other conference till till uh, the Stanley till, Cup till finals. Because you played your playoffs in your conference, and then the the two number one seeds from each conference played in the cup. So I mean, it was similar, but they have since uh, since the COVID this season, they've made like a Canadian league. So all your Canadian teams are in one conference. Then uh, the majority of your East Coast teams are in the East, which I can't figure this out because they put St. Louis. In the east, and put Dallas in the the central, central. I think it is. So, isn't Dallas further east than we are from like west, the center? Or yeah, Dallas I'm sorry, is further west. west. I'm sorry, west. So they put us in the west. I'm sorry, I got that mixed up. And Dallas in the central, and it seems like it would have been. I don't know if they're trying to mix a few teams up by doing that, or not quite for sure how how they came up with putting them in the central and us in the west because it seems like they would be in the west but i'm in i'm enjoying it or it's, that it's they neat. would be in the central with us because well i think what they try to do is they try to divide it by like seven or the eight number teams, of teams so you'd have even number of teams in each division yeah because there's more baseball teams than hockey teams yeah. so you couldn't be able to have it the same okay so let's let's mention i don't know so i love baseball but i don't follow like a lot of the logistics of baseball but the cardinals made a major couple major moves this week yes that i'm kind of excited about well they made one major move and they got uh arenado uh, arenado from, from colorado, colorado and they Big traded contract. they traded dexter fowler to anaheim I think they go by, well, I think it's the Los Angeles Angels now. I don't think they go by Anaheim. But the one thing that I kind of upset me, I kind of understand why they did it, but it upset me they let Colton Wong Colton Wong. Bubba says he's extremely excited, too. Yeah, I cannot, I'm shocked. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, other than well, they, they're, they're, Arenado got a huge contract. I think it was a money thing because they can take, um, uh, is, it, is it Edmund? Tommy Edmond, a young kid, mm-hmm. and he can play second base. I don't think he's as good yeah, second but, baseman as Colton Wong, but, but here's, it saves money. But here's my thing. At some point, too, like I get all that, but at some point, too, you have to have some, some levity on your team. And uh, 
You know, they have the Cardinals. If you don't know much about baseball, this is probably boring you or care about the Cardinals. But we have the Bench Mafia, who was Carlos Martinez, yeah, um, Jose Martinez, Colton Wong. I mean, you had these guys who are just like, they can play, but they're also fantastic morale builders and and uh, team guys to just rah-rah cheer them on. And they were so much fun to watch. Like, I loved watching. You can ask him. I loved watching Jose Martinez. (laughs) I think he is hysterical. I think he's a ton of fun. And it really broke my heart when he left. And now he's in Chicago? Uh, I don't know. He went to Tampa Bay. No, they just traded him. And then he got traded to... I thought Chicago. Chicago or Milwaukee? One of them. Oh, that's possible. One of them. But here's the other thing, though. So we also have signed Wainwright. He's probably my favorite. I'm a good Christian guy. Donnie doesn't like him. He's a he is like to me. What you see is what you get. He oh, is a man it. of character. It's he loves I, the Lord. Um, but you don't you don't think he's a great player? It doesn't. Not that I don't like the man. I just but, he's not one of my favorites. Bubba said Colton was going to cost us too much. I like him, but if we had Wong, we probably would wouldn't have Nolan. Is that what you mean? If we if we kept Wong, we wouldn't have been able to get Nolan. Is that what you're saying? Which is probably it's probably true. true. Um, which is what I said. You know, you sign a big contract, you have to make a cut somewhere. You can't have like you can't have thirty outfielders on your <laughs> on right. your bench. Um, or 30 infielders on your bench. But what about Molina? Like, you know he's only got a few years left in him. And I don't He needs think, to retire here. I don't think we've signed him yet. I haven't seen I anything. I thought we did. I could be wrong. I don't keep up as much with baseball as I do hockey. He says that, but he always knows way more. But, uh, yeah, I, they need to... They, they need to sign him if they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about that. I'm sure there are going to be some questions or comments that may roll in. He's signing after Winter League. Oh. Because uh, I do okay. know, like, I've seen him playing in in Puerto Rico. Um, that makes sense. Um, but, like, do we, we can't break up the Wainwright-Molina team. We can't. We need We need Molina. Because again, you've got yeah, him as so. a morale builder. You've got he's a great mentor to the younger players, um, and he's fan, he's a fantastic player to watch. Just I love watching him play. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up something, and I want to preface it by saying let's be careful that we don't get too into the differences that we have, and let's be careful that we don't get too vocal about where we stand on some things but i think something that's um really important to discuss that we haven't is our approach to the world okay (laughs) so donnie comes from a law enforcement background um he is very much justice oriented and um black and white right and wrong you could say that. <laughs> and I'm definitely more grace and mercy, uh, compassion. Um, let's see the whole picture before we... <laughs> Bubba said, I love that look, Donnie. Um, before we make a judgment call. And that has created nothing that's like, you know, 
earth-shattering in our in our relationship. We don't argue or fight. We have listen. We don't. We I don't think we said this on the last episode. We we I don't think we've ever fought. No. Um, But this is probably the topic that gets us the most heated. Yeah. Because we we do while we're not. I don't think we're as far off as sometimes our conversations lend to to people thinking we are. But just our thought processes on getting to the conclusions that we have are so very different. Yeah. Like like okay, for example, um, and the police station and fire department are right across the street from the church, and that's where we're recording. So. If you happen to be listening to this episode later, not right now, live while we're recording on Facebook, and you hear these sirens, it's probably nothing behind you, so don't panic and freak out looking around. Uh, We'll give this a second. (laughs) My favorite podcaster is Annie F. Downs, and her office is right by a hospital, and it's it's almost, it's, it's not uncommon to hear an ambulance in the background of her. It must be a doozy. Quite a few going out. Okay, um, so um, like today you were watching, which is something we normally watch together, and he started it without me today. What? Blue Bloods. You were sitting there, you were busy and then, on no, your No, no, phone. no, no, no. You started it, and then you turned it off because you were working on the build you were working on, and you never restarted it, so I went and got in the shower, and when I got out, you were watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh-huh. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, Bubba, you know, because you're right there, too, um, in Maryville. So, um, but we were watching. Okay. <sighs> I feel like this is something we should talk about, but, man, my stomach is churning thinking about talking about this. Um, it's not just you. It's just that this is such a volatile topic in general. Um, <sighs> we both have very differing opinions on the current conversations actually let me say this way we don't have very we don't have different beliefs on the conversation around defunding police we're both on the same page that we don't believe that that is the right thing to do right oh lord jesus help me help me help me um that being said and and i do think that we both would agree that some level of reform is probably needed yes we agree with that. Where we differ and disagree is um, bringing on social workers to be a part of a police force. Because I don't think we disagree. I think we have different thoughts on it. It's not that I'm against bringing on social workers. Okay. I just feel there's a way to do it and sure. a way not to do it. And the way everybody makes it sound is, if you have a police Don't, force... Be careful not to make such a general. There is a There are a group of right. people... Oh, oh, the way a lot of people make it sound is, if you have a police force of a thousand officers, you need to cut your police force in half and bring in 250 social workers to take their place. And you can't do that because as we... Watch today on no. Blue Bloods. And we recognize that Blue Bloods is a fictional it's a show. Movie. We get yes. that. It's, or a, it's a TV show. But the way that, you know, you the way I explain it, <laughs> bless Excuse you, me. <laughs> is 
you can't get rid of the police. I'm okay with adding uh, social workers because I think they do, they can de-escalate a situation that a police officer may not be trained to do in uniform can't because you have to remember that when the police get called there they've been called there most likely before and if they're dealing with somebody that they deal with all the time the first thing people see is the uniform so there are their heart rates already raised so if you're going to send social workers in to do certain police jobs you also have to send a police officer in with that social worker in case they can't de-escalate the situation and it escalates and they need a police presence at that time. Sure. Uh, can they de-escalate the situation where a police officer probably couldn't? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So, for example, and again, hear me out. I'm not claiming that just because it was on Blue Bloods means that it would work in real life, okay? Um, but the storyline for the episode that we watched today was that a social worker was doing a ride-along with, with two police officers, and they were called to a domestic, or what they presumed was a domestic. Yes. And when they got there, basically, I think it was like a landlord... Uh, no, I think it was his mother. Was his mother? Uh, yeah, I think it was okay. his mother. Um, see, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Um, but she called them because he has a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. The guy had a personality disorder. And they got into a little bit of an argument. And he turned his music up really, really loud um, and wouldn't turn it down. And it was like... They were living in an apartment complex, and so, I mean, it was, like, really, really bad. And if she tried to approach him, he got Physical. agitated. Yeah. And so when the police went in, they tried, they basically just came in and introduced themselves and then tried to turn off the music, and he um, he didn't react, he, he reacted, but he didn't, like, go after them or get no, aggressive he, with he, them. He pulled but his it was, computer. But it was obvious yeah. that he was not going to let them do it. And so the social worker just said, can I try? And they said, sure, just be careful, you know, he... When somebody's like that, they can easily become dangerous. Not arguing with that. But she was able to just walk up to him uh, calmly, and and she met him on his level with, this is really great music. This is the kind of music that needs to be cranked. And, you know, he looked at her and, and began to engage and have a conversation with her, and she pulled out headphones, and she said, you should try these. And he plugged them in, put them on, and everything was okay. Now, is that going to happen all the time? No. But... You have, sometimes you have police officers who are trained to do the job that they do, but they're not necessarily trained in the psychological side of things and how to address. And, and like, you know, Donnie already said, sometimes you have a situation where people have had an experience with, a, with law enforcement and just them being there in uniform escalates everything to begin with before the police ever even have to say or do anything. Um, and, and I'm not saying that's the police officer's fault either that's just right. the way things go but having somebody who's trained um to deal with that type of a situation to deal with a person with that kind of a um a disability if you want to call it that um having somebody available can make a huge difference yes you know where 
where if, if that social worker hadn't been there, it probably would have gotten physical. That person probably would have been arrested and charged with some kind of a misdemeanor or worse when really they just needed somebody to understand them and they just needed somebody to um, who knew how to handle them. Yep. You know, and so it's not a matter of um, defunding the police. That's not it. That's not the answer. But could some funds go towards bringing, you know, like here in our town, we don't have, our our law enforcement department is not like massive. Probably, I, if I had to take a guess, I'd say maybe 60, 70 officers. I mean, I was thinking definitely no more than 100. Oh, And no. that seems way too so. high. So to bring on one or two social workers doesn't seem crazy to me in our community. Um, because sometimes we have people who are arrested and charged charged with crimes that maybe it could have been handled differently. Um, maybe. Now, do I think that um, that Il what Illinois is currently in the throes of voting on as far as uh, reform and changing the laws and and taking away um, how police officers, how law enforcement interacts with people who commit crimes? Uh, no, that's horribly wrong. My understanding is if this bill passes, we drop to only seven arrestable offenses in Illinois. That's what it sounds like. I, I that's really, bananas. I have to sit here and bite my tongue right now. Well, and that's why I said I want us to be careful not to go, but I want people to hear that... Um, you can be married <laughs> and have very differing approaches oh, yeah. and thoughts and opinions on um, how the world works. And I think that there are times it's helpful even because well, you I help me see from a different perspective yeah. that I may not and vice versa. We don't always win each other over. A lot of times it's just, well, that's what you think and this is what I think and we're just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> but other times, you know, it's like, you know, sitting watching that episode of Blue Bloods this morning, and I just kind of said, okay, so this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> when I say I don't think that adding social workers is a bad idea, this is an example, albeit fictional, this is an example of why I think it's a really good idea to consider shuffling some funds around to, to putting social workers on staff as municipal employees like that. It could work. <laughs> okay, anyway. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more... I mean, I... I feel it, it, it could... It has its benefits. Yeah, and, and I'm not... And it, and it doesn't. It's so, not going to It's not gonna every, fix everything. Right, every situation is no going to be different. Right. But if you have if you have somebody, even if there's an arrest and you have a social worker available immediately, it could really change the outcome for people. And and I don't mean that that means we just let every Tom, Dick, and Harry who commits a crime go. That's not it either. But like when you have somebody who has a mental disorder, sometimes the police aren't the best ones to handle it. Just because there's there's not a, that kind of training available to them. Well, there is there is to an extent. Yeah. But not 
nowhere near like what a uh, social worker. Somebody who's training yes. some type of clinical or, because um, uh, most social workers have gone through. I, when I was in school, when I was going to, to SWIC, I started, um, or I had, I was taking classes to be a social worker. I was taking classes to do go into social services. And in my, in my four semesters, I had six psychology classes. And so not that I'm not, I am nowhere near qualified to make any kind of psychological anything, but I, my point is that that was just in my first four semesters. So somebody who has truly trained in social services has a different, has a different vantage point to certain situations that may bring in an opportunity to de-escalate and come to a resolution that doesn't put somebody unnecessarily in handcuffs. Now that's not to say that they may not need handcuffs, but I think it gives you a clinical approach to um, before you jump, I guess is. Yeah. (laughs) See, we're still not on the same page completely. We're not, I don't, we're far either one of us on the give and take side of it but um yeah i just felt like that was kind of important well for people to hear from us because again justice bring the hammer down am i wrong no no and me i'm like well but there's probably more to the story and what if what if this was how they were and what if their life was like this and i'm not saying that it excuses their behavior but there's got to be an explanation for their behavior and that's me. <laughs> so I'm more grace and mercy. Um, I want people to be held accountable. For sure, right. I want people to be held accountable. Um, I like to say that, you know, even even for people who, who find Jesus, even for people who turn their lives over to him and, and begin following the Lord, um, salvation, godly forgiveness does not negate earthly consequences. If you have done something that is wrong, God will forgive you for that. But you may still have to face face earthly consequences for those decisions. Does that mean God doesn't love you? Does that mean he truly didn't forgive you? Absolutely not. You've been redeemed and saved from a life. You know, you've been redeemed and saved from an eternity in hell. And you've, you've been given an eternity in heaven. But that doesn't mean that the earthly consequences of your actions are negated simply because you now follow the Lord. Um, if you committed a crime and you go to jail and you get saved in jail, that doesn't automatically make your jail sentence short. Right. You still have consequences you have to, you have to, you know, live with. Um, So. Okay. Enough on that one. Uh, Anybody else have anything they uh, would like to hear us talk about? He just took over. Did you hear that? Kevin agrees with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised with that. And that's okay. Charlie should probably talk to Kevin more often. Oh, Lord. We're talking about something way more important (laughs) than whether or not Bigfoot's real. Yeah, but I got Kevin on my side now. But, Kevin, you don't know where he stands on Bigfoot. Oh, no, I don't. Our oldest is a senior in high school. And he is going to be going away to school in the fall. 
Uh, it's a vocational, it's a trade school, and we're very proud of him because um, he's always been interested in cars. I mean, at, yeah, three, oh yeah. at three years old, he could tell us a name every car that passed us on the highway. He's always been like that. Um, the delay is awkward. Um, and so, um, and he's bounced back and forth from wanting to just go into auto mechanics to wanting to go into the military to wanting yep. to go into the military so he could be trained to do auto auto mechanics. He's done all of those things. But for the last, what, two years, he's talked about this one school. Yep. And so we, we told him we would, let's get some information. And so back in October, Holy September, sure. September, October, I think it was October, we had a Zoom call with a recruiter for this school. And we thought it was just going to be like an informational half hour long thing. Right. And then about an hour and a half into it, he basically said, filling out the application for this school is just a formality. Tie your in. And um, we're really proud of him for that. Um, so, you know, we started all of the process of FAFSA and all of the, the all of that stuff that comes along with it. It's a it's a fifty. Is it a 52 or 54 week program? And then yeah. he's specializing. So he'll go for actually, I think, 66, 60, uh, I 66 weeks or something like that. It's like the specialization is a nine extra weeks. And um, we had our financial aid meeting this last week. Y'all. I kind of feel like FAFSA is <laughs> a joke. You love FAFSA, Bubba? Are, are you being sarcastic? Because. Um, tell me your secrets if you're being serious. <laughs> we were honest. We filled everything out accordingly. Yeah. I'm a pastor. I don't make a lot of money. Donnie does what he does, and we do okay, but we don't have... We're not killing it. Mm -mm. Sarcasm. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I remember when I was in college... Or when I was going to college, and I was just going to local school here, um, we apl I applied for FAFSA, and we got nothing. And I remember thinking, my mom and dad can't afford to send me to school, but we make too much money for me to get help. Um, now, a lot has changed, and the school Ty is going to is way more expensive than where I was going, said no parent ever. <laughs> um, but, um, like... If anybody uh, knows how to sell a kidney, let me know. Let me know. We've told Ty he has to apply for no less than five scholarships and grants a week um, to whittle down what hopefully we have to finance. And part of that is our problem. Part of that is our fault. We yeah. should have planned differently, planned better. But you also can't plan for, <laughs> Abby, nope, they think. Yeah, you also can't plan for motorcycle accidents. You can't right. plan for losing your job. Um, you know a guy. Um, so, um, you know, you can't plan for all of those things. Um, and so it is what it is. But um, this, yeah, we're holy Moses. Um, I knew college was expensive. But I will say that the school that he's going to, um, as expensive as it is, could he find somewhere else to go cheaper? Oh, yeah. Probably. But he's not going to get the, the the experience. No. And the experience, oh, and the amount we have to pay to, that we're financing doesn't even include housing. <laughs> that's, that's above and beyond. Um, but he will get, 
work experience. He'll get school experience. He's going into this school. Most trade schools like this, you have to go in with the tools that you're going to need. Right. They provide all of that for the first year, and as long as he's enrolled, he gets a huge discount like a 60, on Snap-on tools. Like 60%. Um, and then they take care of him for life. So, like, they're going to help him with job placement when he graduates. And then, let's say in a year, 10 years, he needs to find a job because he loses his job or he quits it because it's horrible or anything like that. All he has to do is call the school and say, I'm looking for a job, and they're going to help him find one. Um I don't think that if you graduated from a typical college or university, you're going to have, have that, that same experience. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, like, there's a lot. Terry, question. How do you feel with him leaving home? Thoughts? Um, okay, real talk. Yes. Um, I'm really proud of him. We have, I believe... Our entire approach to parenting has been to make sure that our kids become that number one that they love the Lord, but number yeah. two that they become productive members of society. That um, that they are not. You can ask him. Have I ever wanted a mama's boy? Nope. No. Colby is probably the closest thing we have, but he's not truly a mama's boy. He's. I mean, he goes to you more than he yeah. comes to me. He's sweet. He's more affectionate than the other two ever were. But um, even then, like, I, I have to catch myself sometimes because he'll come in and lay his head. And it's not that I don't love. I love. I wear my feelings all out here. But when he comes, he'll just come up to me out of, the, like, he'll come up to us out of nowhere and just lay his head on us because he wants to hug. And I'm like, what are you doing? I have to be very careful. I don't want him to feel like that. Like, I want to love on him, but it's just... That's not me. Um, and you can ask my mom and dad that. I, that's how I've always been. Um, yeah, Kevin. Yeah. I'm okay, well, well, you make us feel the same way. Um, Kevin is Donnie's cousin's son, and he was in our youth group when over 12 years ago and longer ago than that. And now he's got kids. And anyway, so... Um, so there's that part that we're, like, really proud of him that he's going to be able to do this. Um... There's the part that, like, have we done enough? We've had this conversation. Um, have we done enough? And I don't mean to prepare him to be able to live. I mean, like, is he going to keep going to church because he loves the Lord? And it's and it's not us telling him he needs to be there. Is he going right. to carry on his relationship with the Lord? Does he have? I mean, I believe he has a relationship with the Lord, but is it because that's what we do and that's who we are? Or is it because he has a relationship with God? Um, and then there's the concern that, um, that kid can't cook. <laughs> I mean, he can't. He can't even. We bought an air fryer and he's like, what do I do? I'm like, you push, you, you plug it in and you push the button and when it beeps, you put the food in. <laughs> How do you make macaroni? How much water do I put in the pot? You just put water in the pot. So there's like those kinds of things that we're like, you know, and I asked him the other day, I was like, what are you going to do next year? How are you going to survive? And he was like, I'm just going to send it. <laughs> so that's um, his, answer, that's his for answer for everything. Send it. You just got to send it. Sometimes you just got to send it. Um, but he'll be, he'll be about four hours away from send home. Send Noah with him. Send Noah with him. So, well, you know, no they, they'd kill each other. Um, <laughs> they, uh, 
Yeah. But, I mean, I'm he'll be four hours away. It's not too far for us to get to him if he needs anything. Um, yeah. Yep, Kevin, that, yeah. You were, yeah. I've got pictures of us doing youth stuff, and I was pregnant with him, and you're in those pictures. Um, so, I mean, we're excited for him. This is what he has literally always wanted, always to, do. wanted to do. Um and so we're really proud of him for that. And I want to say this too, like this is a kid that has ADD and we have struggled for almost his entire school career with um, just getting through school. And he's got pretty good grades right this, yeah. this year. Um, we saw a change in him like his sophomore year, but this year, like I'm, I'm impressed and proud of him. Um, you know, he doesn't have typical college prep stuff because that's not what he's doing. So he doesn't need all of that. You know, he's going to pursue a higher, a higher education, but he's doing it, um, in a vocational, uh, trade school type kind of way, not a, not a traditional yeah, school. Yeah. So, you know, English science math is not exactly what he needs to be focusing on, but his grades are really good. Um, we're just really proud of him. And, and honestly, um, we're proud of all of our kids, truly, but we're talking about Ty right now because he's getting ready to leave the nest. Yeah, yep. um, but even beyond all of that, he has always been a tender-hearted, servant-hearted kid. Um, even when he was you know, 10 or 11 years old, even younger than that, if somebody needed something, he was the first to jump in. When we When we homeschooled him his seventh grade year, he would come here to the church with me, and that was when there were some projects going on yep. in the building. And it was nothing to find him with a hammer or with a paintbrush uh, helping and doing those things because he just loves to do it. Um, you know, he, for Donnie's sister, Marsha, who's been commenting, he um, he hung, hangs her Christmas lights. He takes them down. He um, helps her with stuff. Um, takes Coco for Takes walks. Coco, her puppy, for walks right now because Marsha's dealing with some other stuff. So actually, and we've made all three of them go for those walks because they all need to take a walk. walk. But, um, but yeah, they, I mean, he's just, he's quick to, to jump in and lend a hand. And so um, that part, that part probably makes me feel better about any other concern, just that he... He's not lazy, right. but even beyond not being lazy, he just has no problem. I mean, we've got a, a lady who is a single mom that lives by us, and um, we went to him one day because we noticed her grass was a little tall, and we said, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, I'll go over there and cut it. And that just became a summer job for him. Um, she was grateful, and so the last few years, she's just paid him to do that. But, yep. you know, she came over one day and just said, if I pay you, would you want to clean out my gutters and take care? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. He takes the ladder over, climbs up on the roof, cleans out our gutters. He does that for us. Um, he'd do that for anybody just because that's him. So they are great boys. Christine said, don't be the kid who sets the door. <laughs> yes. Ty does know how to do laundry. I have taught, actually, if our washer and dryer worked, um, <laughs> all three of my kids can do laundry. That's important. We haven't gotten Colby to do dishes yet. No, he's done them. Well, okay. Not he's done well. them, but he's right. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that all three of them would be able to fold all of their laundry to my standards, but they can all do laundry. Um, Colby can do the air fryer. Ty doesn't. No. <laughs> um, he does have a great heart. 
Um, he does, yep, my mom says he always comes over to help when she needs him. Yeah, there, so, I mean, that part of it is, I don't know, that, I feel pretty good. Like, that, there, there are times, or, and you know, I've gotten told by different people just where he's done the right thing for another kid at different times. Yep. And those are the things that far outweigh grades <laughs> or, um, you know, th that's the stuff that I hope is the evidence of the deep roots of Jesus in his heart. That's the stuff. So, but yeah, it's a year. I mean, we're planning our last big family vacation because we just don't know where Ty's going to end up. He doesn't know where he's going to end right. up. Um, he's got goals. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a big year. And actually we had a lot planned last year and then COVID happened and we didn't get to do as much as we wanted to with them last year. Um, we've even, I've, we, the, there's a, there are several churches by where he'll live up there that um, are good AG churches, but um, there's one in particular that um, I'm friends, like like friends with the pastor and his wife. And so we've already told Ty that's where he'll be going <laughs> because we don't want him to slip through any cracks. And we know that these two will love him like we love him and will nag him to be at church. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're trying. Um, those are the moments, Christine. You're right. She said those are wonderful parent moments. Those are the moments that um, that just kind of make you think make okay i'm i am doing something right <laughs> so um and then we've got just a couple years left with noah yeah but he we actually had a really good conversation with him yesterday because he's he's gone kind of about not sure what he wants to do and he finally just said yesterday i really don't know what i want to do yet okay well you're a sophomore you've got a little bit of time um and then there's colby who bounces back and forth between i'm never leaving home to, oh, but he is. To what was it? One day he told us, he told you he wanted to be a pastor, which doesn't surprise me at all, but we're going to let the Lord reveal that to him. Um, I guess the whole thing is for us as parents, we have always believed that it's not about us. It's about what the Lord wants for right. them. And the best and safest place for them to be is not necessarily next to us. It's where God wants them to be, whether we like that or not. And um, we've always wanted to do what we could to prepare them for for saying yes to whatever God asks them to do and leads them to do. So Bubba said he'll hire Colby. Well, he would probably run and work for you because right. he loves Pastor Bubba. Colby thinks Pastor Bubba is the bee's knees. Yes. Um, who's Uncle Chris? Colby, Colby or, yeah. I would say she's talking He's about He's very Colby. similar. When Chris was little, he was the lovey-dovey, super affectionate. That's, that's Colby. Sounds like Dorian, too. Yeah, I think that's why Dorian and Colby get along so well. They're very, very similar personalities. And Colby's hysterical. Yes. There is never a dull moment. He opened the fridge today and said, what is 0% milk? What is 0% milk? Is it not made with cow? Is 0% milk cow urine? Have I been drinking cow urine my whole life? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> he is a trip. Such a trip. So... There are several things you can do that help. Um, subscribe to the podcast. It literally is is anywhere you listen from. I didn't even know there was a podcast platform called Podbean. 
I have somebody that listens on Podbean. So I got a notification one day and I was like, what is Podbean? I found it. So I'm on, we're on Podbean, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Spotify. Uh, is it CastBox? There's a lot. I think so. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of platforms. Yeah, Marcia said, Colby reminds me so much of Chris when he was younger. He really does. Um, anyway, it's, and if you don't really do that podcast kind of thing, then it's also on my website at thepreacherchick.com. At the top, there are several pages you can look at, and one of them is the podcast, and it uploads to that automatically as well. Um, which reminds me, this past week I did a blog post sharing that we were taking questions, if anybody had any, and a pastor in our district asked, um, how I started my podcast. And I replied in the comments to him, but just in case, um, I use Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Um, somewhere in this episode, you'll hear probably at the beginning, the ad for, uh, the, the ad for, um, Anchor, but you can record from your phone. You can record from your desktop. Um, you can edit in there as far as, um, splitting your audio feed and cutting things out. Um, it has background music for you to add in. It has sound effects for you to add in. Um, I don't use a whole lot of those. I'd actually have a couple of friends that I would love to um, recruit them to write a song for the podcast. I would, would give anything that's not one of my giftings, but I would love to collaborate with a couple of friends Um and see what they could come up with for me to have as an intro rather than what I just use through Anchor. Even though it's it's good, it's not that. I just think it would be fun to have a personalized thing. Anyway, um, so subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Um, rate it as long as you're willing to be kind. Rate it. Um, and then share it. Share it on social media. Send it as a text to a friend um, or, you know, whatever, um, that helps a lot. The more subs uh, subscribers and rates and reviews like that, um, the more it helps spread the podcast around. So um, it would mean a lot, a whole lot, because I'm trying. And also, if you have any um, suggestions for topics or people that you would like to hear from or hear about, let me know. You can comment on the podcast. I have a link in the podcast description that is a way for you to send me a message directly in Anchor. Or if you know me, you know, you can comment or send me a message on Facebook or Instagram um, or uh, email or text message or whatever. But um, definitely looking for more suggestions and ideas on who you'd like to hear from. I think it'd be cool to do an, an episode with... Uh, I've already done one episode with Bubba and Travis. I think it would be fun to do another one with our pastor friend group of me, Bubba, Travis, my dad, Rich. I think that would be hysterical. That'd be a good one. And I think we just go completely off the cuff. We'll lose our credentials if we do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would be fun. So anyway... Thank you for joining us. Thank you for um, weighing in and sharing your thoughts and, and listening to us. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you later. See you guys. We're going to go home. Bye. Bye.